You are listening to Heartland Rooted Plant-Based Podcast, a podcast dedicated to discussing common challenges and, more importantly, successes with eating plant-based. Hi, I'm Dr. Dan. And I'm Bob. Welcome. Let's talk about whole food plant-based lifestyle and how to incorporate that in our lives. This podcast is not to replace the advice of your medical professional. Your medical professional should be made aware of any dietary changes you are making. The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and should not be used to diagnose, treat, or manage any medical condition. Hello, everyone. Welcome. You are listening to Heartland Rooted Plant-Based Podcast. I'm here today uh, recording live from our plant-based potluck. Uh, we call it the plant luck. Um, today, I have uh, Bob with me. Good to be here again, Dan, and uh, plant luck was excellent. Love the food. Thanks, everybody. It was great. Yep. And with me today, I have several of our board members. We're going to do things a little differently today. We're going to do kind of a question and answer session with our our uh, uh, members here. Uh, if you could, could you introduce yourselves and, and let us know how long you've been plant-based? Hi, I'm Cindy, and um, I've not been plant-based as long as some of my uh, friends here. Probably, I'll just give it eight years. That's not that's not too shabby. Yeah. I'm Maureen, and I've uh, been whole food plant-based about five years. My name is Beth, and I've been vegetarian for probably 20 years, but uh, concerted effort toward whole food plant-based for probably five Oh, well, welcome. Thank you. Uh, to, so to, today we're talking, like I say, we're talking about parties. It, right now when we're recording this, it's springtime. It's getting ready for graduation party season. It's getting ready for Memorial Day weekend. Uh, and um, uh, what else? Uh, weddings, uh, birthdays. Yeah. Uh, Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Memorial Day there, picnics. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. So let, let's start off um, right off the bat. Are there any strategies right off the bat that you can think of um, whenever, let's just start off, let's say you're invited to a party. What What are the things that are going through your mind? Well, I remember at the beginning, people would say, oh, well, you should eat first before you go. But let's be realistic, that doesn't work. Because right before I walk out the door, um, I'm trying to curl my hair, trying to get the makeup on, trying to get the dish in the container that I want to take it, trying to find my other shoe, and I don't have time to eat another meal before I go somewhere. So I'm just going to say for me, eating before I go never worked because it just didn't work. Yeah. Now, um, there's there's times when you make it out the door and then on the way there, you're like, oh, crap, you know what? I, I, I'm kind of hungry and I don't know what I'm going to be running into. Uh, one of the cool parts about the Quad Cities now is most of the grocery or most of the gas stations, you can pick up fruit now. So maybe pick up some fruit, maybe some you know, some salt-free almonds, something like that, just so you don't go in there voraciously hungry. Because then, you know, you're setting yourself up for, uh, you know, eating some stuff that tastes fantastic, but really is not good for you. Yeah. What it, it, it Different things work for different people, and... I I I found that not eating before you go, even though it was the top thing on my list, uh, I'll agree with you. It, it it doesn't always work for me. But one of the things I have started to do um, for certain events and uh, certain parties is uh, if I'm going, 
I I have a a mixture of of I I call it cereal that I make myself. It's got oats and other things in it, nuts and uh, some wheat berries and and I'll just take a scoopful of that and eat that right before I go out the door, so I'm not in this uh, state of I need to devour everything I see. Um, because most of the time when I do go to a party, I've found that, um, or event or, you know, being invited over to somebody's house for, let's say, um, a certain day, like a mother's day event or it's joint. I've gotten to the point where there's always, it, it, some reason there's always something there I can eat. For me, the the biggest thing that I'm getting after all these years is I've got to get my mind straight. And what I mean by that, for me, it's mental. Let me check my notes here. I keep telling myself, I'll eat whatever I can eat there. And I didn't always used to be this way. There's nothing for me to eat. I don't want to go. I'm going to be grumpy. Everybody else gets to eat all this. this but that was my early days of eating mostly plants and I you know I was frustrated but now I say Bob remember you are there to be with the people you are not there for a food fest that takes some time and if I want the food fest well then you know eat in my own kitchen or start my own vegan restaurant but I remember I'm there for the people and most of the time we went to you know somebody's house recently had a wonderful time there we were invited over for a, an event i think it was a might have been a mother's day we had a wonderful time there and they all knew that we were plant-based for the most part eating but i i, I said okay i'll get some salad and then i got some fruit and i was i but i, had, I was mentally prepared for that i wasn't frustrated that i wasn't eating the cheesy Cheesy potatoes and the, uh, what's the other one, ham. And I love that. And they love that. I loved what I had. But so if you could try to remember the, the mental aspect of it, at least that works for me. Well, I was just going to say another effective strategy, I think, is to bring a dish with you. Um, bring a dish that is compliant and uh, parallels your eating method. And then I think the double benefit to that is you can share it with other people at the party and they can see that um, food without salt, sugar, oil can taste just as good as anything else. So you can kind of semi-recruit with your dish as well. Yeah, I did that recently. I went to a Future Farmers of America banquet. It fully went in there expecting to have nothing for me to eat. And I was about 90% correct. Uh, there was a little bit there for me to eat, uh, but actually that went very quickly. Uh, people would load up on that, not load up, but it made their plates too because no one wants to eat all, you know, rich foods. They they want to have a vegetable on their plate. So um, I brought my own dish, um, ate, and I did fine. Yeah, that's that's a good strategy. And what what I've found, what I what I move, I've been eating mostly plants for four years, four years, almost five. We're getting up to the five-year anniversary there, but five years. And what I would initially do when I bring my own, I would, especially for certain events, I'd, I'd, I'd bring like the veggie tray, and I'd go, I gotta eat this veggie tray, and I get it, you know. But now, if I 
go places. I try to bring things that are like plant-based chili or something like that. Or what's that thing you make with the, uh, I'm pointing to my dear wife over here. It's enjoying <laughs> Hi, Diane. What is that? Um, she makes these um, plant-based brownies. Yeah, brownies with black beans. So my my even the people that usually eat those, they have no idea that they're not made of, you know, regular, I guess, sugar, fat, salt, and oil. And so if I bring bring to a party, I'll get to my point, sorry. Bring a dish that you can dig into and eat like and other people will like too. And then if they don't like it, you can bring it home. That works for me. Now, if you're in the, with the Drug Enforcement Agency, uh, Bob's uh, brownie recipes, party brownies, are not what you think they are. They, they are truly a plant-based brownie, not a, right. par- not a party brownie. Not a party brownie, uh, no. You don't have to go to this, this dispensary in uh, one of the local towns to get ingredients. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's go, let's dig into the individual holidays. Um, Memorial Day is coming up. There's going to be fab family gatherings. I know I'm probably going to go to one. Uh, what are some of the things that you look forward to when you meet with friends and family about about these events? Both from a life family, both from a, a lifestyle medicine standpoint, and also from a recipe standpoint. What kind of things are you looking forward to eating? I like carrot dogs. I thought that I would not like carrot dogs. I'm married to a person from Chicago, and when you talk hot dog, you talk Chicago hot dog drug through the garden kind of thing. But I'm telling you, a carrot dog, a a really thin piece of carrot that's been sautéed or marinated, and then you just cook it, is really good, and nobody knows that it is not a carrot. It's really good. Yeah, I have that written down here. And in my experience with the carrot dogs, I I always looked at the recipe from afar because it scared the living snot out of me because it, it looks like it's the worst abomination that you would ever think of to take a carrot and turn it into a hot dog. But after that first bite, it really, if you do it right, it tastes really good. It's got that smokiness. It has a little bit of mouthfeel to it. Um, and uh, you load it full of your other condiments, and it does the trick. I, I think if you're going to a burger fest, uh, a portobello mushroom um, mm-hmm. on the grill is a wonderful addition, and and I uh, I find that a lot of people also want it. Besides that, are are, are more meat eaters. The other thing I found in a lot of these, uh, I, I going into a meal, and I'm the only. Uh, whole food plant-based most people don't even pay attention to what you're eating i mean occasionally you run across somebody that gives you a hard time about what you're eating but for the most part they're so busy eating they're not worrying about what you're eating so you can just eat what you want yeah yeah absolutely you know that and and probably when you first start this lifestyle there is a little bit of self-consciousness involved you know and people are curious whenever you start this and people can be a little judgmental too when you start this because anything that's different is is different and uh, people don't like to be different. Well, I got one. Oh, go uh, I don't make this. Again, dear, uh, dearest, uh, better half, the wife makes, I believe it's tofu potato salad. Oh. What goes into the tofu potato salad? 
And and now I can't tell the difference, but come on up here and <laughs> join the party and uh, tell everybody what this tofu potato salad is. And All right. Like so part. I take tofu and I crumble it up and I sprinkle black salt on it, which really looks pink. And I buy that at the international market. It gives it an eggy kind of sulfur taste to the tofu. And then I also put in some nutritional yeast. Um, We also boil some potatoes or bake them and slice them up and put some potato into the salad and some mustard. And I do use some veganese, not a lot, but some just to kind of hold it all together. Um, Onions and celery also. I almost forgot those. Oh, that stuff's stuff's great. uh, So you can bring your own stuff. But it's also something that, you know, somebody might not know what they're eating. And if they eat it, they'll ask a question. And it's good enough, at least, that I don't think they'll go. Now, Maureen, back to your uh, your uh, portobello burger. Um, if the person manning the grill doesn't know how to cook a portobello burger, tell them that don't be afraid to overcook it. Because that's usually the mistake I, I notice is they don't leave it on the grill long enough. So it's just a big squishy mess. You need to have it cooked quite a bit to get that that texture that you're aiming for. That, and don't be afraid to add some seasoning to it. So a little pepper goes a long way to making that burger taste a little, or to that portobello taste a little better. Um, one of the things that I have written down here is the burgers themselves. There are a lot of plant-based burgers out there. And uh, I always joke that the first year I was plant-based, I ate a lot of terrible plant-based burgers because I just didn't know how to work them. I didn't know how to make them correctly. Um, the, the recipes have gotten better over the time. Things that I find are important in the burger is, number one, you need to have a good binder in it. Uh, there has to be something, whether it's chickpea flour, almond flour. Um, I've used flour flour. Uh, but uh, <laughs> whole wheat flour, but something has to bind it together so that it doesn't just fall apart on the grill. The other one is, is you got to bring every flavor in your, uh, in your cabinet to the party. So if it just has a little sprinkling of salt or pepper, that's, I mean, you should have paprika and uh, what's that one I always forget? It's the, uh, never mind. Curry? Curry? Not curry. Um, cumin. Cumin. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know why I always forget that. It uh, starts with a C. Yeah, garlic, onion powder, it, you throw it all in there because, I mean, the more you bring, the more textures and, and the more flavors you bring to the party, the better. And then, you know, your condiments, fresh lettuce, fresh tomatoes, if you can get them at the farmer's market, even better. Um, fresh onions, you know, uh, avocado, if, if that's okay for you. Yeah, the, the that burger... It can taste really, really good. You don't have to be missing the the uh, um, quarter pounder that's sitting on the grill next to you. I have uh, salads written down here. You mentioned the potato salad, but right. what, what other salads do you look forward to? Well, I I, I I've gotten to the point where I just I just love the um, you know just the regular any salad. It doesn't be particular, but um, the straight out lettuce salad. For some reason, I'm you know, as I go to different events and parties, if somebody's got a lettuce salad, I'm all, I'm all into it. And uh, anything they got on the table, I can throw in there with it. Uh, the better. I mean, maybe a lot of times they put fruit out. You know, you go to a party, so you get grab some berries and throw them on there. You, I found eating plant based. I gotta be creative when I go to a party. 
I, I remember I went to a party a couple years ago, and I think they knew that I was plant-based when I went there, and I was invited, a, a good friend, and 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 they made some things, I think, to, because uh, they knew Diane was eating the same way, but it all worked out. Pick a little bit here, pick a little bit there, and you could have a, again, mental. I've got to tell myself when I go to a lot of these parties, I'm not, my plate's not going to look like everybody else's plate, and that's okay, because uh, that becomes difficult and challenging. Pick what you can. Yes, come on up. If you're looking for uh, salad uh, recipes, you don't have to know them by heart. Nobody knows them by heart. We have our favorites, but you could look them up on the internet. Just put type in Google vegan salads and try different things. But somebody brought one to our plant luck today. And I wish she would come up here and tell them what was in it. But it was she she wanted quinoa. She was started with wanted to have quinoa, but she didn't have quinoa, so she used bulgur. So you'd like to have some kind of a complex carbohydrate. That's part of the plant-based formula. So she had uh, bulgur, or you could use quinoa, and she had uh, garbanzo beans, and she had black beans, and then different kinds of peppers and cilantro, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and maybe sli sliced tomatoes. And it was, uh, what did she say? She had some basil and oregano in it. It just was very, very good and colorful and refreshing. So just use the uh, internet. <laughs> Hey, thank you. That was Joyce. She uh, She's one of our members. Go ahead, Cindy. I was just going to say, um, one of my favorite salads prior to eating this way was the broccoli bacon one, which is usually most of the time dripping in um, cheese and bacon and uh, mayo. I remember that salad, yeah. But there really is a very good vegan recipe out there without mayonnaise and with broccoli. And I'm sorry, I don't know the recipe, but like Joyce said, if you just Google vegan broccoli salad and it has raisins and red onions and it's just as good as the other one and it's much more healthy. Uh, for your body, which is why we all eat this way. It, we're trying to help our bodies. Yeah, Gary, come on up. Yeah, one of Gary's the... gonna add some add some good commentary. Hey, Gary. Hello. Yeah, on the salad question, the one that you were referring to, the broccoli salad, I have a recipe and one of the keys, and you use it in a number of things. And again, using the internet is very key, also. But if you can come up with a good cashew cream. That's a base for a lot of things. And basically, cashew cream is you can either soak, you just take raw cashews, soak them overnight, or you can do like put them in boiling water and let them sit for four hours. And then basically, you need to, um, if you have some sort of Cuisinart or food processor, it's basically doing, um, I don't have, there's a couple different versions depending on what I'm making, but basically, it's the cashews. You do obviously some spices. Trying to blank on <laughs> what I use for some what oh aquafaba oh yeah 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 if people don't know aquafaba that is actually when you open up a can of chickpeas do not drain that into the sink drain it into something that you can keep it because that's the liquid that goes in it almost kind of whips up I don't want to say it's whipped cream because that would be false advertising <laughs> but that is what gives it kind of the fluff of what you want for kind of the mayo cream kind of thing mm -hmm. because i will use a version of the um the cashew cream rather i'm doing like my roasted 
um, potato salad, the broccoli salad. There's another one I use it in. But yeah, if you can come up with a good cashew cream, wanna, and don't be afraid if you're going to do it, don't be afraid to leave it in the food processor like two times longer, three times longer than what you think it is because the creamier it is, the better you're going to like it. You're making, you're making my mouth water. Oh, yeah, love one, it. One of the websites I go to a lot, and I've mentioned it before on this podcast, is the Monkey and Me Kitchen Adventures. Uh, they have some really, really well-done recipes. Uh, their Their photography makes it look really tasty before you even make it. And uh, when you make it, it it's they, they do a good job of really um, bringing a lot of different flavors uh, uh, to the party. So also, if you're like me and you have to eat gluten free, Monkey and Me also does gluten free. So yep. So Fourth of July, it's coming up. Yep. Yep. Uh, fireworks. Fireworks, hot dogs, uh, corn on the cob. Well, that, see, you can eat the corn on the cob without the butter if it's sweet corn and and you may not be able to do that initially or i couldn't but now that i've eaten mostly plants i could just grab a piece of corn and, and love it but that should be around if i got corn on the cob and i found when we a couple years ago when uh we were going to a lot of graduation parties you know i can pick and choose and sometimes it depends upon what you want. Anyone wants to eat as a person, and what you choose to eat or you choose not to eat. Some of the stuff I chose to eat at some of these graduation parties probably had oil in it, which I know isn't good for me, but I chose to eat it, like the oiled potato chips and things like that. Mm-hmm. But at least I ate, and I was around. That worked for me. If it doesn't work for you, okay, but it, it worked for me. It's not something I ate every day. And, and and for me, when I go to some of these parties, I may eat some things that I don't eat at home all the time, but I was comfortable eating them and I didn't feel deprived and I had a I had a good time. Yeah, and that's a good point. You know, you do need to give yourself the, the grace to be human from time to time. And that doesn't mean you fall off the wagon and eat everything that's put in front of you. But if you slip up and you, you eat the healthiest worst thing there you know is that really a loss you know if you have a handful of chips you know is that really a loss i mean you didn't have the walking taco that was there uh so uh you know that you have to to give yourself a little grace sometimes um with fourth of july i have written down here the wed the red white and boom celebration and quite often that one there can be a, a most of the day thing you know you go there and you pack a picnic bag and not picnic picnic basket and and uh, some drinks, perhaps, and and go down there and enjoy the festivities. So, what what, what kind of thing, like picnic wise, would you put in that picnic basket? Definitely, definitely watermelon fruit. Fruit is is delicious, and you you know, I need a teeny piece of chocolate to top off a meal. But most of the time, fruit will do everything for me. And I think since you're at an event that's all day long and you're basically grazing. Um, I think the fruits and the vegetables are perfect because you're just grazing. So. Uh, oh, for grazing, uh, two things. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like. Anyway, that's another story for another podcast. <laughs> but over there on the table, uh, and and you got to visualize this. I, I, I'm looking right now at. Got to bring with me my bottle of uh, Cholula. Oh, uh, but nice. but. 
another thing that I would have in the picnic basket would be either small containers of hummus or a big container. Uh, and I'd have a, you know, like a, I, I call it picnic basket, but you know, one of those uh, refrigerated ice, where you put an ice block in the bottom of it and carry it around. It's good. You know. Anyway, do that. I bring that. And I actually have brought this stuff to places. And, and I bring a container of, of hummus. And that way I can bring it into the picnic or wherever I'm at. And I can, you know, if somebody said, oh, Bob's coming over, let's get a veggie tray. Well, I can then dip, you know, get their veggie, get the veggies. You know, the carrots, the celery, but, and then I've got the, the hummus and the, uh, uh, chulula sauce and I'm good to go. At least for me. One of the things I like to do too, we mentioned salads earlier, but you know, you have your salad sandwich spreads, you know, your chickpea salad spreads, um, uh, bean salad spreads, those kinds of things. And once again, I, I pull a lot from those Monkey and Me adventures. I brought one here uh, uh, to one of our plant lucks not too long ago and did a demonstration on them. And, and I like to toot my own horn, but that tasted pretty good. Um, but uh, And they have a lot more on that, that website that I am looking forward to making because they keep bringing new, new ones out that I was like, oh, that looks really good. I want to try that. So And, and same thing that kind of brings up a point with, with going to parties. It's actually an opportunity to try stuff you haven't tried before. So especially if you're bringing something to a party, you know, don't be the person who brings the same seven layer salad every time to the party, you know, try something different because the worst case scenario, it doesn't taste great. And you you say, okay, I'm not making that again. Something I've been hooked on lately uh, for dipping vegetables in is baba ganoush. Oh, yeah. And Costco has a big thing of it and there's no oil in it. Oh, wow. And uh, it's delicious. I, I like the smokiness of it and the depth of flavor but it's not too intense you could probably add to it if if you wanted a more intense flavor but it's great for using uh, i put it in potato salad i put it in my chickpea salad instead of mayonnaise or something else okay as a binder or else just spread it on uh if i'm making a sandwich and then heap up the vegetables i love baba ganoush and 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 i know the answer but i'll let you answer it uh, what's the main ingredient of baba ganoush? Smoky eggplant. Smoky eggplant. Now, when you said smoky eggplant, how are they getting it smoky? They're they... grilling it. Oh, they're grilling it. Okay. Mine on George Foreman. Okay. And it... Oh, love Delicious. it. Okay. Well, let's open it up to the to the group. Any other questions out there as far as parties or summer gatherings or anything? Anything we missed? Okay, so yep. the question is out there, if you're going to a wedding or something like that, uh, what strategies can there be to, um, I mean, let's say it's a, one of those, well, it could be either a sit-down dinner or it could be a, um, one of those where you go through and you, and you serve yourself, buffet line style. So what, what kind of strategies would, would you? Well, we just, we just went, wasn't to a wedding, but it was, it was a reunion that I went to in, in uh, just a month ago. And when the first invitation came out, it didn't mention anything about the food, although I knew there was, it was, because I've been to this reunion a number of times, so I knew there was going to be food provided, and it was going to be a sit-down, served meal. So when the initial invitation came out, I wrote back 
to the uh, leaders of the reunion that I'd like a vegan option if it could be a bit available. And, and eventually it all worked out and we got our vegan option and it, it was great. So that's one strategy is just ask. Yep. Yep. I did that recently for a conference. I had to call ahead and let them know because you would think a conference full of doctors would have healthier food, but it doesn't. So I had to call ahead and make sure that they had had the plant-based food available for me. I just want to give a couple of examples of that. I went to a women's conference not long ago, and I had just said with the cost of my ticket, I said, don't bother getting me a meal. I'll bring my own because, you know, I, I knew what they were having. And I didn't ask them to provide anything, but surprisingly, they decided to get me a falafel wrap that would just just out of the kindness of their heart. So that was nice. But I think I think a lot of times we're hesitant to ask because we don't want to bother people, right? But not so long ago, we went to Circa 21. It's a dinner playhouse. And they they went from having a buffet to plated dinners because of COVID. But now when I make my reservation, I just say, you know, I, I would like a vegan plate. And typically the chefs are more than happy to accommodate that request. And it lets them use a little bit of their creative flair as well. And so each and every time I've been there and requested a vegan meal, it was excellent. That That's really good because they, they've made progress because uh, what well, before COVID hit, uh, I was season ticket holder. And um, yeah, they I asked, and sometimes they had a good meal, but one time they gave me a plate of Brussels sprouts, and I was like, "Well, they they ticked the boxes, but it was a plate of Brussels sprouts, you know." So, uh, but yeah, it sounds like they, and I expected that. You know, I was probably early on in their process as far as trying to accommodate people who eat a plant based diet, and um, that's the good thing about time is restaurants, not so much restaurants, but but venues are getting more and more used to these dietary um, accommodations for people who are eating just a little bit different than the standard American diet. So, I'll oh, go ahead, Bob. I, this one wasn't my idea, but I was doing some research before we uh, came in to talk today. And what somebody's idea was, depending on timing, and talk about weddings, you might be able to eat by yourself between the wedding and the reception if they're not exactly at the same place or you know and that's all situation dependent you got time involved you got locations involved some are out in in the farm wedding it may not work if it's in a small town somewhere uh but the uh I call it the farm wedding because we've been to a number of weddings where they seem to be in farm settings. But um, so that 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 may work or it may not work. It's a it's a thought. Well, I think with that we're probably going to start to wrap things up here. I want to thank the panel here today. Uh, once again, Beth, Maureen, and Cindy. Uh, thank you, Bob. Oh, you're for, welcome, brother. For, and uh, thank you to our audience. Give yourselves a. Thank you, guys. Yeah. So um, I want to. Uh, uh, leave on a note of uh, just thanking everybody. Like I said this podcast has been going places I never dreamed it would have have gone. So we're, we're uh, at the time of recording, we're we're just shy of 900 listens, which you know is uh, is pretty pretty cool. So um, once again, it's labor of love. Bob and I bring this to you. Um, I want everybody out there to have a great day today, and I want everybody out there to go out there and eat some plants. 
please contact us at www.heartlandrooted.com or on our Facebook page, Plant Pure Nation, Heartland Rooted, Quad Cities. This podcast is not to replace the advice of your medical professional. Your medical professional should be made aware of any dietary changes you are making. The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and should not be used to diagnose, treat, or manage any medical condition.